Welcome back to another episode of Chatting with the Churchills. I'm your host, Samuel Churchill. Joining me as always, my co-host, Nikki Churchill. Today, we are going to talk about something that probably a lot of people have been through, and we're going to title it as Chaos Hits Paradise. So, for this exact example, we're going to call Paradise our... Happy marriage, happy life, just good things happening, and chaos being the pandemic, George Floyd's murder and the protests and opinions that are being brought up with that, and that's just about it, I think. Yeah, so guys, it's going to be a little bit of a heavy episode, Um, something we're both very passionate about. I'm sure you can derived from the pictures that we post with our uh our podcast those are actually that's actually nikki and i i am a white male and nikki is a black female my exact background is my dad is white and grew up in the south and my mom is black and grew up in barbados which is actually a little caribbean island over close to like south america and i guess the closest united states state it's close to is florida but she moved out of her country at 18 and came to america on her own to start her life here and then they met in medical school and got married and then had my older brother me and my little brother so we are actually biracial we're half and half so this uh this topic you know it's not an easy one because we're going to get into race and racism and, you know, differing viewpoints, what's right, what's wrong. And personal things. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the time with this pandemic, what we're dealing with is people who have different viewpoints about whether or not masks, what's good science, what's good practice, what people should be allowed to do. Oh, you're taking away my freedom. Oh, I should be able to do this. Um, you know, and it's causing a lot of chaos. As we mentioned in the beginning of the video, um, it's not really not really leading to stuff. People aren't really looking up stuff, getting informed. They're just kind of going off of stuff that caters to their ideas. A good, a good strategy to being wise and following knowledge and giving wisdom a chance is actually looking at ideas that differ from yours, seeing where they're, they have validity and seeing where they lack validity and looking at that and seeing where your ideas have validity and lack validity. We can't, we're not going to grow in knowledge if we're just constantly sticking to our own opinion and just siding with something that makes us feel good about what we believe. You got to grow, you got to develop, you got to look at things a different way so you can be informed and better educated, guys. That's all about, that's what learning is all about. An exact example of this is wearing masks during the pandemic, whether it is mandatory, recommended, or just... Helps it all. Yeah, So, looking at it, I have two physicians as parents. So, of course, automatically they started doing as much research as possible. And in the beginning, a lot of people were saying that the mask wasn't helpful. It only protects yourself if you are sick and it doesn't really stop the spread of anything. But very quickly... 
new articles started being posted about how it actually stops a lot of the spread because there were way more people that are asymptomatic with coronavirus than people that were symptomatic. This means that you are sick, but you don't know that you're sick because you don't show any symptoms. That's the definition of being asymptomatic. Being symptomatic is having symptoms. So I could have a cough and maybe it like doesn't go away for a while. Turns out it's coronavirus. I make sure to self-quarantine, wear a mask, like if I ever go out and stuff and I'm like protecting others from myself because I know I'm sick. But the thing is, is that when you're asymptomatic, you can basically go out and do whatever and you don't realize that you're sick and you're actually spreading the virus. And so more and more like research had shown that the more people that wear masks, the less people will get sick because the asymptomatic people that wear the mask can't spread the disease because it is spread through your nose and through your mouth. And it can go through many entryways, such as your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, all of those different things. It even travels through fluids like pee and semen and blood. So, guys, while there's a lot of info on masks being beneficial, there's also been a lot of misleading articles and articles talking about the non-beneficiary aspects with masks. I like to call this pseudoscience or fake news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, when you have a large backing of physicians, doctors, People who specialize in respiratory illnesses and the prevention of respiratory illnesses all coming together and saying masks are beneficial. Yet then you have, you know, you have people claiming to be doctors, claiming to be surgeons coming and saying, oh, no, they're not beneficial. Um, it's, it's hard to understand, well, what, what's true, what's not true. You know, it's already been proven that the CDC had skewed, uh, skewed uh, numbers based on how they were reporting their stuff and um, uh Basing on, you know, deaths and what qualified as a death from Corona and all that stuff. They were just making the numbers seem a little bit worse than what they were. And as we know, the media likes to spin stuff to where things seem a lot more negative than they are because that grabs people's attention. People, for some reason, this world likes us to live in a state of fear because they believe that they can control us when we're scared. Um, But the thing that you need to be scared of is misinformation. You need to be doing, that's why it's so important to be doing your research, looking up stuff. Don't just follow blindly and say, yes, this is right. No, this is wrong. You got to give it some thought. You got to give it some effort. You got to give it some research. You can't just, that, you know, it's just the, (laughs) a foolish man can speak a thousand words and seem wise, whereas a wise man can say few words and seem foolish. Just because somebody's like spouting out a lot of info doesn't make it true. Okay, and you know, as a disclaimer, Nikki and I aren't doctors. We're just around a lot of people in the medical community, and we also are people who research, look up stuff. We're not just Googling, we're using, you know, scholarly sites. We're looking at peer reviewed journals. We're not just looking at somebody who's got a dot com that they created and are, you know, posting stuff on that. Um, so, you know, th- also what I want to hit on is that there's going to be discord with this kind of stuff. Don't let it tear you and your family, your friends away from each other. You know, you're going to have differing views. 
Maybe you need to give yourself space, but just also remember that you're not alone in the struggle that you're feeling. Everybody is struggling struggling right now. I wish I could be doing a bunch of different stuff, but I can't. You know, I wish I didn't have to wear a mask for eight hours when I'm at work or when I go out. Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but I understand the importance of it. I understand the reason behind it. And I think as more and more people understand this, the faster we'll be able to get through this. And But we all have to be willing to do it together. All right? Um, so we'll kind of switch topics now to uh, a little heavier topic of racism. Um, something I've definitely never experienced in my life being a white man. Uh, I did grow up in poverty, grew up pretty poor, but definitely did not have to deal with the fear of, you know, being shot, the fear of not knowing where my next meal is going to come from, not knowing if I'll be able to get a job because of my skin color. And I've never had to deal with that. So, you know, and from my point of view, I've personally never understood racism. I've mentioned this to a lot of friends and family. I don't understand how you can dislike somebody solely by the color of their skin. Now, I dislike people based on character. It has no racial, ethnic ties to it. If you're a bad person, you're a bad person. I don't like you. I have many ethnic friends. I have very, I have a lot of Mexican friends. I have a lot of black friends. My wife is black. (laughs) I've got a lot of Asian friends. There's no one better race. And I think the sooner that everybody can stand up and say that, that there's no superior race, despite what history tries to say, despite all of that, you know, coming from a white man who does have privilege based on the color of my skin, um, you know, people would look at me and say, I'm Hitler's dream because I'm blonde hair, blue eyes, tall, athletic, you know, like that's appealing to a lot of people. But I have mentioned this many times before too. There's beauty in everything. You know, the musculature of black people is something to be looked at with awe. You know, just this deep-rooted culture of racism that some people are trying to ignore is really what's got me going right now. People that are ignorant and trying or blissful ignorance or just blatantly saying that it's not a real thing, that it's not an issue right now, are just as bad as the people who are going out there and being racist themselves. If you're blind to an issue that's going on and you're not defending the defenseless and you're, you're giving way to the oppressor to oppress, you're not standing in the way of them. They feel that's why there's able to be racism is because people are saying, well, it's just not an issue, but it is an issue. It didn't end back in the 60s with Martin Luther King Jr. It didn't end with Rosa Parks on the bus. It didn't end with any of that. It didn't end with Barack Obama being elected president. It didn't end with that. It's a still, it's an ongoing issue. Nikki can can testify to this. Nikki's actually had run-ins with a racist cop. I'll let Nikki go ahead and talk a little bit more on it. Yeah, so uh, as a black woman, I did have to deal with some racism. It wasn't that often, mostly because we live in the state of California where there is not much, well, as much racism as there are in other parts of the United States. But I had my first kind of racist encounter when I was a senior in high school. I was driving to school, taking my regular route, you know, like, stopping at every light, stopping at every stop sign, and then just, like, trying to get to school. I wasn't running late or anything. I was just, like, chillaxing. 
Then all of a sudden, I realized that there's a cop behind me. And so I was like, oh, well, like, I should be a little bit extra careful, I guess, because, like, it's a cop. I don't want to get in trouble for, like, doing anything wrong. So, like, make sure that you're, like, for sure, like, at the speed limit and, like, not doing, like, not forgetting your blinker or anything like that. So I was just driving on, and we were driving for a little bit, and he didn't have his lights on or anything, so I was like, oh, like, I must be fine. He's just behind me. And then I turn on my blinker to go into the high school parking lot, and that's when he turned on his lights. So he had me, like, pull over. He had his car parked, so he was blocking a ton of people from getting their cars, like, into the parking lot. Lights were on. I was just absolutely freaking out at that point. I was so scared. I did not know what to do. First thing I thought was, like, okay, like, I just gotta, like, try to remain calm. Like, just remain calm. Like, this has never happened before, but I can, like, I can get through this because I'm, like, a hard-working woman. I'm a good citizen. Like, there's, everything should be fine. So the cop comes over and... He tells me, you know, like, ask for the normal stuff, like, registration, driver's license, all that stuff. Of course, I didn't have my registration, like, automatically in a good spot, so I was rummaging around for that. And he had said, uh, are you, like, running late? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, because you, like, you ran a stop, a stoplight, and I was, or a stop, stop sign. And I was like, really? And then he's like, yeah, you ran, a, like, a stop sign. And I was like... I didn't think I did. From my experience with Nikki, Nikki is a stereotypical stopper. Like, you jerk in her car when she stops at lights and stop signs. So I can personally say there's no way in hell she ran a stop sign. Also, my uh, driver's ed teacher, when I took my driver's test, made a note saying my stops were too jerky. So I don't think I actually ran a stop sign. So... He doesn't really say anything else and, like, goes back to his car. I rummage around for some papers, and I finally find my registration. So, not knowing how to deal with cops at all, I got out of my car, and I went to give him my registration, and I saw that he was writing something down in his car. So I gave it to him, and then he asked me to please go back into the car. So I was like, okay. And I was just freaking out. I I had never had so much fear in me than in that moment. So he ends up coming back and he gives me not a ticket, but an option to go to court. And I was just like, what, like, what is this? Like, I do not understand, like, what just happened? So I ended up getting to class late, even though I wasn't running late before. And I was just sitting in my chair and I was just dazed. I could not pay attention to anything. So I just, I grabbed my phone and I just went to the bathroom without saying anything to my teacher or anything. I just burst out crying. And I called my dad and I told him what happened. And I was just terrified. I had no idea what had happened. And later talking with my parents, I recognized I had made a lot of mistakes. One, I had said that I didn't think I had done something when I just should have probably stayed more quiet. Two, 
I had gotten out of my car, which was the foolish, most foolish thing I could have ever done. Because if he was an even, like, worse cop, he would have probably thrown me to the ground and been like, you're trying to attack me or whatever. And three, that, that I had had an encounter that of a slightly racist cop, if anything. Because my parents had recognized the cop as having pulled over, like, young people before, people of color, and he's not the type that usually just gives tickets. He's the type that, like, you know, tries to take more of your time and take you to court and all that jazz and probably get more money out of you and stuff. So that was really difficult for me to learn at 17, 18 years old that racism existed and existed in California, because I didn't think it did, but it does. And after that, it left a deathly fear of cops in me. And I don't know if that can ever be taken out of me. Now, I have, like, interacted with cops before that are perfectly fine. Like, I have actually, like, on a bicycle, run a stop sign and have a cop stop me and tell me, did you realize there was a stop sign right there? To be honest, I did not because I didn't realize they made mini stop signs for bike lanes. So I told him, like, no, like, I'm sorry. And then he's like, oh, and you have headphones in. Did you realize that's also illegal? And I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. Like, no, I didn't know that. And then he's like, oh, and it's also like this thing and this thing. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, okay, okay. Because I had learned that you just listen and you be as polite as possible and you like don't deny anything you tell the truth but you don't try to like fight them whatsoever and he said you would have gotten a ticket for 250 dollars and I was like oh my gosh in my head I was like I am a freshman kid there's no way I can pay for that and he's like but since you weren't aware of any of these things I'm gonna let you go and then after that I never biked with two headphones in I never ran another like stop sign I always made sure to like slow down and stop while I was on my bike and I kept going and there was also a cop that was with the swim team his name was officer powers and he got very close to me and I could tell he got close to me because he recognized that I was the only black female swimmer on the swim team and that I was afraid whenever I saw him so he made sure to have me know that he was a nice dude. He was here to protect us and to like protect me and that he was never going to hurt me and that he was going to only inform me of any laws that I am not aware of. And that put a better taste in my mouth that I could know a cop that was good through and through. Now my experiences can be seen as like sugar-coated racism, which I don't doubt. That's exactly what it is. But to the people that don't have it sugarcoated, especially those in the South, I don't know how they can deal with that. It's absolutely terrifying. Terrible and terrifying to think that your brother, your dad, your son could be out on the streets shot dead because he fits a description, because he looks intimidating, because he is black. It's awful. And I am glad to see so many people in support 
of this cause of trying to make America not racist anymore. Because I think it's important to recognize racism is real. I have went out with my family before and we have been denied service because of my mom. She is dark. She has beautiful, like, black hair, black features, and we've been denied service because of that. I've been denied service with my mom and Sam there, where they just kept us waiting and waiting and waiting for no reason. I've, like, been to a restaurant with my mom before where we didn't even get any attention from any waiter or anything, and they talked to people all around us and let in some people behind us. We've had to just openly get up and like walk out of restaurants because they are not paying attention because we were two black women trying to get some food. It's absolutely awful and it's real. And no matter what background you have, it still happens. My mom is a black woman physician and she is still treated as a racist person. My favorite story is with Oprah. She walks into like a gas station and the lady behind the counter is openly racist with her and tells her to leave and calls her names and stuff like that. That was freaking Oprah. Oprah has like all the money in the world. And this lady was treating her like trash just because she was black. So Nikki, what what do you suggest? What, What can be, as Americans with privilege how do we use this privilege to help how do we how do we better the cause of black lives matter i think it's just first acknowledging the fact that black lives matter just as much as every other life because i i personally and i know sam had like we had issues with the phrase black lives matter because we always thought oh it means like black lives over everyone else's lives but no it means Black lives need to be equivalent to all other lives because currently they're not. And that's just, that's terrible. That shouldn't be happening. I think it's important for us to love our fellow human beings and treat them with respect no matter what their skin tone is. And mostly I think we need to try to start now decriminalizing black men specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a lot to do that and it means that a lot of police forces are going to have to implement more tests for their incoming officers because there are some officers that are good but there are some cops that are racist that have power that are going to abuse it and if there is a pattern of abuse of power they need to be removed from that position of power the officer that killed George Floyd had a pattern of using too much force with civilians if they had caught that before he had put, like detained detained George yeah before he had detained George Floyd George Floyd would still be alive right now but also we wouldn't have recognized the problem the huge problem we have so it's one 
sacrifice of a life that I hope can create change. I hope that George Floyd can be the start of a new America where all black people are respected, their lives are mattered, and they aren't killed by the police or by extreme extremists usually they're white and they're not feared well guys thanks for joining a heavier episode for sure keep the conversation going let's solve this problem together it's not going to happen overnight it might not even happen in the next 10 years but it will happen as long as we keep our voices heard and we keep making an effort for there to be change Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed. Don't go crazy. Remember, God loves you and we love you. Have a good night.